Church. Hope everyone is doing well and staying safe. I just want to thank you for for the time that you've made to whether you're watching the video or whether you're listening to to it or even reading the notes. This morning, Clive will be sharing with us, and we we hope that you just take something away from it. God bless you guys. <laughs> morning, good afternoon, and good evening, wherever you are and whatever time you're watching this. Thank you so much for joining us for today's word. Today we're in the middle of a place called Mzilirazi, and this place is named after arguably the second greatest military leader in Southern Africa, after King Shara. His name was Mzilirazi. And just behind me is a stadium well known for its on and off the field uh, battles. It is a stadium called Baba Field Stadium. It is a place where most people have a, 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 it's a fortress where people come in and support a particular team which is well known in Bulawayo. A team that people are willing to go to the ends of the world for. When this team loses, they feel a sense of loss. When this team wins, they feel a sense of victory. So today we are standing in a place that symbolizes allegiance. As we go, uh, as we continue through a series, the King and I, and we have put on the, the lens to look at it from the, the viewpoint of allegiance. Today's reading is going to come from Matthew 4, verse 18 to 22. And as you turn there, uh, I will pray. So Father, we give you thanks and praise. We thank you that your word is not shackled. It is not locked down. Your word is alive and active, sharper than any two-edged sword. We thank you, Father God, that you will establish us through your word. You will strengthen us. And Father God, you will give us uh, maturity and you will challenge us through your word. In the name of Jesus, amen. In Matthew 4, verse 18 to 22, I will read it. It says, And Jesus, walking by the Sea of Galilee, saw two brothers, Simon called Peter, and Andrew his brother, casting the net into the sea, for they were fishermen. Then he said to them, Follow me, and I'll make you fishers of men. They immediately left their nets and followed him. Going on from there, he saw two other brothers, James the son of Zebedee, and John his brother, in the boat with Zebedee, their father, mending their nets. He called them, and immediately they left the boat and their father and followed him. So the backdrop of this story is after the events of uh, Jesus being baptized by a man called John the Baptist, he is immediately led by the Holy Spirit to be tempted by the devil. And as he goes uh, into the wilderness, after he's tempted by the, 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 or the devil tries to tempt him, he comes out of those events and he, go, he comes back into a region or area where John the Baptist is baptizing people. And on seeing Jesus this time, John the Baptist doesn't shout out, Behold the Lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world. But this time he turns to two of his disciples who were close to him and he says to them, Behold the Lamb of God. These disciples immediately leave and follow Jesus Christ. I want you to hold on to those two words, immediately and leave. 
they immediately leave John the Baptist to follow Jesus. And one of those uh, disciples of John the Baptist is a man by the name Andrew. He is the brother of Simon Peter. And he goes to Simon Peter and says to Simon Peter, we have found the Messiah. And this is where we take our reading from in Matthew 4 verse 18, where Jesus comes and meets Simon Peter for the first time. And he says to him, follow me and I'll make you fishers of men. And immediately he left what he was doing. Now that's kind of interesting. As you read this, these, these scriptures and all the other scriptures in the Bible, you will find a recurring theme of all those people who follow Jesus. There were, there's a characteristic that all these people seemed to, to have. Number one, they held on to a word. They didn't follow Jesus Christ because of any external appearance. They didn't follow Jesus Christ because of, um, of uh, a prior achievement. Like we follow people on Twitter because they're either rich, they're either popular, they're celebrities, or they are a president. They follow Jesus Christ because of a word of who Jesus was. And it's sad sometimes that when people start off on this journey as Christians, they start off very well, but eventually they fall on the wayside. And the reason why they fall on the wayside is because they are holding on to a word that's self-centered, self-focused, rather than Christ-centered. In, in other words, they are putting the cart before the horse. And so as we look at allegiance, let us remember this thing, that allegiance is tied to a person and a place. That person is Jesus, and that place or purpose is the kingdom of God. And the kingdom of God, and the kingdom of God, if you really think about it, is just two words, king and domain. The king is Jesus, and the domain is us. We are the followers. Christ is the king. And let us not get tangled up and uh, boggled up by, by, um, by, by, by the uh, form of theology that, that says makes you a king and makes the kingdom of God your, your subject. You are a kingdom of priests. And what do priests do? They serve their God. Number two, they immediately, they immediately followed what was said. The same author of Matthew, the book that we're going through as a, as a church, Matthew writes this about his own encounter with Jesus Christ. He says the following in Matthew 9 verse 9. He says, he was seated at the tax office. And the tax office is the equivalent to Zimra office. He was sitting at Zimra. And Jesus Christ comes and says, follow me. And immediately he follows Jesus. He leaves everything that he's doing to follow Jesus. He does not give a three-month notice. He does not give a one-month notice. He immediately leaves and follows Jesus Christ. No questions asked. So I got intrigued what that word immediately means. It is from a Greek word which, which is called euteios. And that word immediately is simply, euteios uh, is simply rightly defined as immediately, shortly, as soon as. It is not defined as as soon as possible, which is ASAP. Ladies and gentlemen, it's not, as, it's not when things are possible or when things are convenient for you to do a thing that you should do it. 
it's as soon as you hear the word, then you do it. If you think about it, if you waited all your life for, for something to be convenient, for that thing to be the right moment, do you know that you would never do anything in life? You would be in, inactive and you would never take a step of faith. And that's where the devil wants you to be. Because procrastination is the most potent weapon that the enemy uses to defraud you from your heritage as a child of God. Indecision is a weapon that the devil will use. And that's why the kingdom of God is a kingdom of faith. And faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Just as you are hearing right now. And as you are hearing, I challenge you. I encourage you to take a step. As I speak right now, there are some of you that are possibly uh, saying to themselves and uh, there are certain things that I have delayed doing or I've shelved off from doing for years, for months, for weeks, for days. Don't feel discouraged. I encourage you right now to start doing it. There are some people who have come to me and said, you know, I, I struggle to hear from God these days. I always ask them these three questions. When last did God speak to you? What did God do to say to you? And did you do what God said to you? Because God will not entrust you with something over and above what he has already given you. The third point is this. They left. In following Jesus, they left. They left nets, they left boats, they left their father. Detailing the things that the disciples left. The Bible says in Matthew 19 verse 29, it says they left sons, they left sisters, they left brothers, they left mothers, they left fathers, they left homes, and they left fields. They left things that were dear to them. And it's not because these people did not have an emotional attachment to what they were leaving. It's because they had more value in what the kingdom of God presented and represented and what Jesus represented. You see, ladies and gentlemen, just behind me, when it is a, a national event, when the national team is playing a football, uh, uh, another country playing football versus another country and the national anthem begins most of the players you'll see them lining up and you will see some you would have observed that some players will hold the, their, their jersey and embrace the badge which is close to their heart which communicates where their allegiance lies for the bible says where your heart is that's where your treasure is and so they are communicating to you where their allegiance lies. In closing, there's a man called Moses. The Bible says about Moses in Hebrews 11, it says he chose to suffer the afflictions with the people of God. Neglecting the pleasures of sin, he esteemed the reproach of Jesus Christ. He held his badge of reproach. He held his garment of righteousness and he esteemed the reproach of Jesus Christ far greater riches than the treasures of Egypt as he looked to the reward. So my challenge to you and I is the following. Where is your heart? Where is your allegiance? Where is your heart? Because your heart tells us what you would do immediately. Your heart tells us 
where you want or what voice you will obey and your heart tells us where you will go and to the what ends you will go to so father i pray in the name of jesus christ help us to find and help us to get our hearts where you are in jesus name